All right, welcome again to the SEM podcast. Zach Hewlett is the host today. That's me. Jack's not here with us, but today we're joined by the other half of the Vertigems, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, how are you, brother? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well, mate. Yeah, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't lost it, I can tell. That's amazing. I've, I've never lost the Scottish lingo, no. No, I mean, I'm sure you get to practice with President Watson periodically too, which is fun. Every, every now and again, yes, I translated for him at uh, our state conference recently. Oh, and really? um, yeah, I've I've been simultaneously translating Dutch to English and vice versa since I was about 16. Okay. And so I, um, you know, in church, if you're ever good at anything, you get to keep doing it. Right. Because um, they'll keep asking you to do it. Um <laughs> And so I was off in a separate room translating in a way that members who couldn't attend could follow through Zoom and, you know, mm -hmm. all that stuff. And they had asked me, could you come to the front and translate for President Watson? And um, I went to the front and he's like, no, it'll be okay. I was like, well, I was going to translate for you um, to English. And he was like... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fun. Yeah. Man. Well, good. Well, you know, you know the podcast format. I'm sure you've listened to a few of these, maybe. Well, then you have some catching up to do. I, uh, I gonna, do. Sasha's gonna... been really like, you know, praising them a lot. And um, yeah, I, I really need to. But so. it's a good, you got a good starting point. I mean, you've got, I don't know, close to 70 episodes, I think, that you've, you know, pick and choose. Everybody that uh, that you want to listen to, you can. There are some older missionaries than our generation and some younger missionaries as well that uh, are in there. But, you know, pick and when choose you, when, as you when like. When you say hour, when, from what time to what time did you serve? What were your start and finishing dates? I was January 05 to January 07. So... You know, I I I was um, uh, October '03 to October '05, <laughs> so uh, I I think I might be one of those older missionaries <laughs> that you keep referring to. No, um, no, no. If I knew you on the mission, then you're not older missionary. I, that's okay. not that's not how I frame things. If it's someone beyond my time that. I like to call them the legends of the SEM that I never, <laughs> I never met, but I heard their names. That's, that's a different, different compartment. So fair enough, but uh, let's start with you and talk about your decision to serve a mission. And then we'll go back and talk about your, your experience since being home. And then we'll go back through the mission. So I'll let you carry on. Um, I decided that I wanted to go on a mission pretty much when I was eight years old. Um, we had a, an elder serving in our then branch, um, who was huge. This guy must've been like seven feet, you know, just okay. like or seven foot, um, tall, huge. And our branch president, who's this really short guy, um, comes and he, he talks to the primary and, um, he asks, he's like, who was the, 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 the biggest missionary you ever knew? And instead of going, Jesus, we all went, Elder, what's his face? Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you're in primary. That's what you do. You know, you have right. no frame of reference. <laughs> um, but it was then that I learned that you could go on a mission. And I made up my mind right there and then that I wanted to serve a mission. And even though they had been done away with, um, 
there used to be this thing in church called mini missions where mm. you as a young man you were able to serve a mini mission and actually live and work with the missionaries for a while and i had been nagging my our mission presence ear for longer than he probably cared for mm -hmm. and then at some point there was a visa waiter and so uh, they needed someone to come in and fill that position i was 16 17 maybe and i spent half of my summer holidays which covers the months of july and august um and i spent the entire month of august up in the netherlands working and teaching as missionaries do as the wow. song goes um, cool. uh, funny enough, I would tell that story to some of the other elders and they were like, and you still wanted to serve a mission after all that? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, and so, um, I remember I sent in my papers and, um, it took forever for them to arrive. I mean, I remember elder Zwick, uh, seven year had come to our stake and I got a chance to, to talk to him afterwards. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had, he had asked me, when are you going on a mission? And I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of holding off cause I had had to do one year of high school over. Um, that's a completely different story, but, mm -hmm. um, I had told him I'm waiting for the end of the school year to make sure I passed so that I could submit my papers. And he went, boy, where's your faith? And that kind of shook me to my core. Um, wow. Yeah. And so I submitted my papers and I had written, you know, I'm available to leave July 1st. You know, I, I would have my, my, my final exams would be done. I would have collected my report card, my, my high school diploma, whatever. Mm -hmm. I would have been ready to go. And then my papers got in there like, hey, you can leave October 5th. And I was like, what? That's three months from now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so I had to go and find like a summer job to make some more money to pay for my mission. Um, but when the papers finally did come, um, I was so thrilled. Both my dad and I have always had a huge affinity with Scotland. Um, I, I got to admit, I kind of cheated um, in my mission papers. I yeah. had I had written under like medical things, uh, very sensitive to the sun. <laughs> Scotland here again. You did not seriously. I totally oh did. Oh my gosh! I I, did, I I I I like telling it that way. Although at the time that wasn't my aim, um, mm -hmm. but I am I am extremely fair skinned. Um, I remember I did also as Sasha um mentioned in the last podcast. I uh, um served in Dundee, a very sunny place, and we weren't allowed to wear hats. Um, but I did have hair back then. Um, I'm, I'm really bald now. I was, I started <laughs> losing it toward the end of my mission. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, <laughs> and, um, out of pure desperation, instead of hair gel, I would put sunblock in my hair and then comb it to protect my skull from getting sunburned. Oh, I don't blame so, you. Yeah. Good so uh, people won't believe that story. Cause they're like, man, it's calling. It's always raining. I was like, yeah, I know I was there, but Dundee super sunny. It's literally the sunniest place in all of Scotland. So, yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll get to Dundee in, in a minute. Uh, remind me to tell you about seagulls. Okay. Um, <laughs> just uh, that's, that's, <laughs> you won't want to miss those stories. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
Um, and so um, I, I get to the airport um, in, you know, I went through the MTC. I had President Bodine as well. Um, Sasha came out on her mission three months after I arrived um, and left three months before I left. So she was slap dab in the middle of mm-hmm. um, my mission. Um, hmm? Uh, because sisters obviously serve um, uh, six months uh, less than yeah. Because sisters need six months less to do the same job that brothers need to do two years. <laughs> Were you able to pick that up? I heard it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Sasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, you have no idea how many times <laughs> the past sixteen years I've had to hear that. Um, <laughs> That's great. And oh, so um, I we came out with, I think, a group of 12 at the time in our MTC group that arrived in Scotland, which included Sister Amy Webb. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've had her on the podcast yet. I haven't yet. A lovely sister. Um, and obviously she um, went home six months before we all did. But by the time that we were in that bed and breakfast at the end of the mission of our, I think like 10 elders or something, we only had three of us left. Many of them had gone home early, either through medical reasons or family stuff had happened. Some of them, unfortunately, didn't get to go home that honorably um, mm-hmm. for some things that had happened. But there was just a couple of us um, left. Uh, McAndrews was one of them. Um, yeah. Scott McAndrew Scooter to his friends, and Scooter. I forget Scooter. Yeah, he goes by Scooter. Um, I've never heard that nickname. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm trying to remember who the other elder was that was there at the end. Um, man, I I've always well, been I know hor- I know that I've, I've uh, always been elder, horrible with names. I know Elder Hill and Elder Breadlow went home a transfer early for mm-hmm. school stuff yeah that those were you know circumstantial things um yeah mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, life happens sprague or anderson or livingston anderson was actually my mtc comp oh was he okay yeah uh, we did not get along um <laughs> <laughs> he, he i i i was this know-it-all young whippersnapper <laughs> Um, and he was this wizened, uh, 25 year old at the time. And <laughs> he would be, get really annoyed when we were practicing in the MTC, you know, teaching, uh, if I would interrupt him, um, and add something to the thing. And he was like, don't do that. And so at some point we, uh, we get this practice, um, investigator and it's not made clear whether it's an actual investigator or a member i'm pretty sure there were members back then but anyways and so he chokes up and he looks over at me and i'm like dude you told me not to say anything so i'm just gonna keep my trap shut and he blew up the the discussion (laughs) oh no i was i was like you know better i'm not gonna (laughs) i mean after that we never really served around each other um he's he's got a lovely business in in california now Mm-hmm. Um, working with wood, he's got this this amazing like um, floating shelves business um, oh, cool. from like really amazing wood. Uh, I I mean I find that very admirable. Um, but other than that, we've we've never been in touch since we served together in the yeah. MPC. <laughs> um, it's funny. Yeah, and so 
uh, we get to the MTC, uh, we leave the MTC, and um, we I, we fly into Edinburgh, and like we get picked up by um, Elder, uh, well, the assistants um, mm -hmm. or, or the office elders, and there was an elder there, Elder Thomas from South Africa. Yeah, sure. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Sean. We've been um, in touch with him. He's gonna come on the podcast eventually. Yeah. And I tell him, I only know one person from uh, South Africa. She lives in my ward and uh, she ended up marrying a, a guy who served his mission there. And he's like, wait, what's her name? And I was like, Candace. And he's like, that's my ex-girlfriend. Oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, how small is the world in church? That's like, crazy. That's that's just insane. I know one per one person from South Africa, and that was his and ex. They had, and they had dated. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kevin, before you get too deep in the mission, tell to the end of your mission, October of '05. You know, tell us about life since you've been home. What you've been up to? Many things. Um, I got my diagnosis of autism at the age of twenty-eight. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, the diagnosis of, AD of ADHD, um, okay. which has um, really explained a lot. Um, I have not always been the easiest person to get along with mm -hmm. um, because of the autism. Sometimes you get miscommunications. Um, but I'm the kind of person who has an extremely broad set of interests i i can talk to anyone about anything and i'll know something about it mm -hmm. um other some things i you know learn more about than others but can typically talk to anyone the whole uh, commitment pattern back in the day the uh, finding common beliefs that that was easy for me you know mm -hmm. um because of that um and so um i at the end of my mission um i was i was i had been writing um with with someone um but that ultimately didn't feel right and and decided not to pursue that relationship mm -hmm. um although you know lovely lovely uh sister um in church still um but many months later, I started dating people locally. Um, you know, as my wife told the story, um, I had been on LinkedIn trying to find a partner. And um, apparently I had made a connection with one of her friends and she referred um, Sasha to me. And she's like, hey, uh, do you know this guy? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I know him. Uh, let's write to him. We started writing back and forth and you know, at first it was like, oh, hey, cool. You know, I remember that that's pretty one from the mission. And so um, I started writing to her and what started off as just, you know, writing a few messages back and forth ended up being these really long emails and then eventually some some chatting. And then eventually I was like, you know, this keeps taking up more and more of my day she's really far away like if you were to drive there it's like 2700 kilometers to where she was living that's something you do in a day and so i was like well either this is going to go somewhere but then i have to take action or i have to if it's not going anywhere i need to 
use this time differently um, to, because one of my goals was to have an eternal family. Um, and um, I, that being a goal, I wanted to take action. So I asked her, I was like, hey, I, I have some vacation time I, I, I want to take, I need to take and at work. And I was like, do you want to, um, would it be okay if I came over so we could, we could spend our, my vacation together with you. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, we got there, um, fell in love. Um, and, um, yeah, we've been married for 16 years now. Um, cool. I actually, um, well, I went there, we fell in love, became a couple. Then I asked her to come over in um for christmas um because um where sasha's from they celebrate christmas after new year's like january oh. yeah it's the orthodox christmas okay russian orthodox and so um i had made plans to take her to the temple uh, because um she didn't have a temple nearby at the time it had been a really long time since she um, was able to to attend the temple. So I was like, I want to take you there. Meanwhile, I had made plans to propose to her. I had bought an engagement ring. Um, and I decided to propose to her in the temple. In the really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so the entire session, uh, I've got this ring. And as church-going members know, you change some clothes um, during the session. Um, and I was very aware that this ring shouldn't slip out of my pocket at any point during this. <laughs> and then, uh, we're in the celestial room and we wait for everything to die down and everybody to leave. And these are really deep couches. So I didn't quite succeed in slipping all the way out to get on one knee. I kind of slid off and put one knee on the ground. It was kind of awkward, but... <laughs> So I, I'd said some words and then I said, will you marry me? And then she said nothing for half an hour. <laughs> At least that's what it felt like. Um, <laughs> Sasha, Sasha recounts this as saying, oh, you know, at the time, everything's going through your mind. Oh, what's, what's, you know, it's finally happening. How do I say yes? And I'm sitting there going, man, she's going to laugh at me. I was like, what did I do? I'm making such a fool of myself. But eventually, <laughs> eventually she, she said yes. And uh, we've been married for 16 years now and have three kids. Um, our uh, oldest daughter was born. Um, we got married. I think Sasha got pregnant after about a month. <laughs> um, and um, uh, she was born, our oldest daughter, Yeva, was born the day before my birthday. Oh, wow. um, yeah. So I keep telling her she's the best birthday gift I ever got. Yeah. Um, and so we've got a girl who's 15, a boy who's, um, uh, 12, uh, wait, 13, <laughs> <laughs> 13. And then our youngest daughter who's 10. Um, oh, that's so fun. Yeah. So I've, Given the ADHD, I've had many different jobs. I've been fortunate enough to have uh, one of my best friends um, give me work twice now. Uh, second time I'm working for him. Um, and he knows me and my autism. And 
Um, I'm fortunate enough to have such a good friend who gives me the opportunity, despite my difficulties in communicating with people sometimes, to keep a job and be able to to help me pass some people's frustrations with my idiosyncrasies. So hmm. interesting. Yeah. So but amazing. yeah, I've, I've had many different jobs. Um, I've done pretty much everything you could possibly do within a company, except for HR and management. I've wow. done I, I've done accounting. I've done general administration. I've, I'm doing IT. I've done sales. I've done purchasing. I've done fleet management, office management. I, wow. I, I worked <laughs> in a warehouse. I learned how to drive uh, the, the, the seven metric ton pickup uh, not pickup truck uh, forklift. Um, oh, wow. I've jack of all <laughs> trades, master of none, but still better than a master of one. Um, there you go. So yeah. Wow. Well, good for you. That's I'm sure that uh, discovering those things health wise has been eye opening to you as far as how to manage yourself moving forward. It has been. I mean, I went through a four-year depression um i've been medication free for about two years now Mm -hmm. um so i got out of it but it took some work um and i've become an advocate for mental health Uh, it's not talked about often enough especially in church and a lot of people hear all the positive messages and never hear anyone testifying how they're like struggling or how they can actually find help that's you know useful to them um and so yeah that that's that's kind of my mission in life to help people um that are um how to put this without uh sounding like i'm 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 bragging Uh, I've, i've i've been through a lot and that experience has put me a little bit further ahead than some people might be on their path in life with that yeah. regard. And so I've kind of tried to, you know, as the scriptures teach us, as you have been taught and, you know, it becomes your mission to then teach others and help mm-hmm. those uh, in need of help. Yeah. That's really admirable. I mean, that's, it's a huge thing in our world today, mental health and being aware of what's going on inside just as much as what's going on on the outside. So that's great. Well, Kevin, take us back now to, if you want to go back through the MTC, any memories there, but then take us to the mission as well. Um, I remember President Bodain had this crazy rubber tree plant song, uh, the whoops, there goes another rubber tree plant. Like for those who, who had him as a, <laughs> the, the mission president, like I, I still don't remember why we had that. Um, uh, and, <laughs> Something I do remember, uh, I mean, there are several memories from NTC, but one of the, the many ones was the chef seemed to have this surplus of cinnamon. And he would put cinnamon in and on everything. We had pizza, <laughs> it had cinnamon on it. We had mashed potatoes, it had cinnamon in it. We had soup, it was pumpkin soup with cinnamon in it. It was like he had to get rid of this giant <laughs> box of cinnamon I couldn't, I couldn't not taste cinnamon for like those 19 days we were there. It was insane. Yeah. That's funny. Oh my gosh. That's a unique memory right there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my autism 
puts me in a different perspective in life and often and i don't know that one stuck with me yeah um i do remember in the mtc we were taught about making outlines and how you had to make an outline for a lesson and i was like i mean i spoke english fairly well back then um it has improved since but um I was like, what's an outline? I had never heard this word before. And so they explained it to me. And I was like, well, that's a dumb way to do it. Um, <laughs> and I, throughout my mission, you know, we always had to do strengths and weaknesses with present greens. And we had to like list, you know, two strengths of our companion, two weaknesses of ourselves, whatever. Um, or the other way around, I can't remember. And mm-hmm. my companions would always be, oh, you know, great scriptural knowledge. Downside dominates the discussions every single time. (laughs) Um, But I, throughout my, um, my adult life, like when I have to teach, when I have to give a talk, I don't write things down. I will mull things over in my head prayerfully. I will read some scriptures. I'll read some talks. But when it comes to the point of actually giving the lesson or giving the talk, I've always been of the mind that um, we got to refer to John 14, 26, where it says, and behold, I will send you the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. He will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've taught unto you. And that's kind of been my modus operandi um, in, in any form of teaching I do. I try to study up on the subject. I mean, I knew my lessons, I knew my scriptures, and then I'd let the Spirit help me teach those things that I would be prompted to teach. Yeah. Not many of my companions were necessarily able to do that. And I'm not saying I'm better because of that. Not at all, but it did mean that every now and again, I'd pick up on an investigator being like, I don't quite get that. And my companions like going off his outline. I'm like handbrake, you know, just let's rewind a second and answer mm-hmm. And answer your question. And so I would get the name of, you know, Elder Vertigam dominates the discussions. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to do right by my investigators. <laughs> because you're answering the questions, not driving the outline. That's, I mean, that, yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I've always been that way where I would much rather say it from the heart than say it from the page, you know? So, yeah. I can and appreciate that. It's it's something that they've now abolished. They have now, since then, I've been speaking to Mission. I've been the word mission leader a few times in our ward. It's not something they do anymore. They're encouraged to teach the way I just mentioned. But back yeah. then, they didn't know any better. And they were like, I was like, I <laughs> you were ahead know, of the man. curve. You're I just guess ahead, so. Just, just uh, on top of things. I guess so. <laughs> And so um, we get to the mission home and President Freens is like, we have selected the very finest elders uh, to, to go and, um, and teach you. After about a week, I knew that was a lie. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, my, um, my trainer was a Canadian web. We had two other webs in our mission um, and I had Canadian web. He was a convert and he was okay. a great, he was a great guy not necessarily the best rule follower in the mission, which <laughs> kind of gave it away that um, I think I saw more movies at members' homes in the six weeks I served with him than um, than I did the six weeks before I went on my mission. <laughs> um, 
but that was a tough area. Um, my first area was the Govan area, uh, okay. which was the yeah. Pollock Ward, south of the Clyde. And for those a little bit familiar with Scottish um, history, Margaret Thatcher pulled all the ship wharfs out of Glasgow and brought them to someplace in England, which has caused generational unemployment in that region because all of the employment opportunities for all the families that were established there, they were gone. You know, people didn't have an opportunity anymore to, to work. And so there's a lot of poverty there and a lot of people. And six months before I got there, one of the missionaries got stabbed. I never yeah. figured out who that was, but one of them got stabbed while we were there. Um, elder trainer and his companion forget what his name was but they ended up being moved to peterhead to live a quiet life um <laughs> his companion got beaten to a pulp we went with our zone leaders um that was elder gilmore and elder Karish at the time um we went in their little astra um to go um pick him up from the emergency room and we couldn't recognize his face Oh, like he, yeah, he, some mid 20 year olds had stolen his backpack and he wanted a scriptures back. There wasn't really anything valuable in there. And he just was like, Hey, give me back my backpack. And they just beat the snot out of him. Um, so it was a really rough area. I remember Jeez. while we were there, um, Elder Fab and I were sitting on the bus and, uh, or was it with other Cooper afterwards? I can't remember. We're sitting in the back of the bus. Suddenly we hear this loud bang and the guy sitting on the bench over to our side like grabs his side and like slumps down and we're like did he just get shot but some ned if you hadn't heard that term in a while um some ned had taken like a brass coupling a plumbing coupling and just chucked it through the window and it hit the guy square on the ribs oh my and so gosh. there's this violence happening outside and the bus driver's reaction is like all right everybody off I got to wait for dispatch. We're like, are you kidding me <laughs> out into the danger? Oh my um, God. <laughs> nothing wow. ended up happening to us while we were there. Um, my second companion, I, I only had my trainer for six weeks was Danny Cooper. Um, a coop dog. Um, he was this really funny guy. Um, he had a bit of a past, um, and he spoke with quite a kind of a redneck accent and I copy accents and gosh darn, I cannot speak normal for about three days uh, until I got my own accent back, which is, which is what I've been told a Midwestern American accent. Okay. Um, <laughs> Where's he know, from originally? Do you know? I, I thought he, he came on his mission from somewhere in the South of Utah, but okay. uh, he had a, a, a bit of a Southern drawl. Um, and <laughs> I remember this really funny moment. We had, um, taken the bus to the South of our area where we hadn't proselyted before. It was his plan, but it was rainy. It was cold as Scotland tends to be. And we got on a, on one of those double decker buses. We sat on the, 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 the ground floor of the bus and this bus had a busted heater. Like it was on full blast. And there was something wrong with like, I don't know if something was loose in the engine or whatever, but the whole bus was like shaking. It was vibrating. Oh, so imagine wow. you're cold, you're tired, you're, you're a little wet, damp from, so you get on this bus 
and I fell asleep. It's like a dry sauna. <laughs> it's like, a dry, like a dry sauna. That's that's vibrating, so you're kind of like, you know, getting massaged. A dry sauna massage chair. Yeah, pretty much. And um, so this bus goes to the south of area and loops back around and then kind of makes this figure eight where the middle of our area um, it was a kind of a triangle shape. We had a bus line that went this way and one that went north to south. And I wake up with a throbbing pain in my shin. And I'm like, what's happening? It was Elder Cooper kicking my shin in. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, dude, I have shouted your name. I have like shook, I shook you. I slapped you in the face. You wouldn't wake up. He's oh like, gosh. I was worried something happened to you. See, he found no better way than to start kicking my shit. <laughs> gosh. What had happened was we had gone to like the, the final stop where we we're supposed to get off. We had just slept through it. Both of us. And we were halfway back up to our apartment <laughs> no. by the time we woke up. Um, so that, that was, that was funny. That is pretty good. <laughs> um, and I mean, I, at that point was still dreaming of Bonnie Scotland and Roman and the Gloman. Um, and then I got shipped to East Kilbride, which is spelled East Kilbride. And it's like concrete <laughs> city. Like it is one of the most depressing places to be in because for those who remember you'd see a neighborhood in scotland and you'd see one of the um windows like one of the buildings would have these metal plates in front of the windows and the the doors and you'd know that this neighborhood was going to get torn down like the council would buy out people's houses or relocate them to newly built areas and then they would gradually board up the other houses so squatters couldn't get in and um it, it was that it was East Kilbride was originally built to take in the surplus of people from Glasgow that um, whose houses had been boarded up, and so it was that kind of place. You can take the people out of the the slums, but you can't take the slums out of the people type thing. Right. So it was a very difficult area for me. I I didn't you know, find a lot of connection with the members there. And my companion was Elder Hare, who's the cousin of um, Sister Bond that I heard you're having on next week. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that that didn't quite gel. Um, we uh, had our issues. I'm not going to expand on them. But when we got that transfer call and found out we were sticking together for another six weeks, that was not a good moment. Um, he, he, he did not want to work at some point. He had blamed me and convinced our ward mission leader and the mission president that, you know, I was some lazy bum and, um, it was him, but I wasn't believed. And then later on, he president, um, put some other elders that according to present were better, you know, harder working missionaries than me. And they experienced the exact same thing with all their hair. And so he was trunky. Uh, he, he was, he was pretty much done with his mission at that time. And so, um, it wasn't me, but it did mean three months of just misery. Um, four season days though, you know, we had snow, sunshine, rain, like, um, we, uh, I, I did win, uh, win. I did earn a, a set of golf clubs there. Uh, we were, really? volu- yeah, we were volunteering for the British heart foundation and I am a salesman. Um, it's in my blood. And so um, 
she was like, Hey, I, I had, I had eyed in the back. There was a bag of golf clubs. And, um, I was like, Oh man, that would be sweet. And she's like, you know what, if you can sell all these like ribbons, you remember the heart shaped ribbons for a pound. She's like, if you can sell all the ones we have, you know, you can have it in about an hour and a half. I sold 200 of those wow. things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, well, I guess these golf clubs are yours. And then I couldn't <laughs> take them with me to my next area. So they ended up like in our bedroom behind a door where the water heater was. That's where <laughs> they ended up. And I'm sure some elder found them eventually. It was like, dude, there's golf clubs here. It's like the <laughs> ultimate, the ultimate flat find. Wow. Um, that was That's about the, the, the better memories in that area. Um, <laughs> although we did have, um, no wait, that was in a different area. In my first area, we, we did help a sister, um, who was a little bit inactive and was struggling a little bit with the word of wisdom. Um, Elder Cooper and I had gotten her back to full activity. And as far as I know, she is still in full activity. She ended up being a counselor in the state relief society presidency. She ended up becoming a temple worker. Um, and so that even though we did baptize, um, I baptized a couple of people on my mission. Many of them are no longer, if not most of them are no longer active members of the church, mm-hmm. but at least we brought somebody who had made covenants back into the fold. Uh, and that was, that was really sweet. That's great. Um, in that first area, um, rewinding two seconds, we did have a Turkish investigator and she was this really sweet lady whose name I can't remember right now. And, and her kid would translate for us. And mm-hmm. at some point I wanted to say some things in Turkish and I wanted to say to her, you know, you've, you've been doing really well with your scripture study. And so I asked the son, um, to tell me how to say that in Turkish. And so he, he told me what to say and I said it and she's like, and she got up and went to the kitchen, started cooking food. I was like, what did you tell me to say to her? And he's like, I'm hungry. When's dinner? I was like, are you kidding me? You little turd. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, we did end up baptizing her. Um, but man, um, good times that was That's, we, we had the ibrox the glasgow rangers stadium was in our area on yeah. match day it was it was a weird vibe you know you'd have people just shouting at random at you how about those rangers <laughs> and i was like uh, the, okay the, the, <laughs> yeah sure um the 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 elder squirm present was a celtics fan in that ward and at some point he's teaching the brother in in the chapel and using the now cleared sacrament table as a, a, a staging area for some props. And one of his object lessons involved some like Celtics fan gear. And some of the brethren were like, get that, that's sacrilege. <laughs> that off the sacrament table. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh man. But then eventually I, I, I left um, East Bride and went to uh, one of my two most favorite areas on my mission. I was in the borders for six months um, and we were in the borders district with Jack Bryce, you know, um, (laughs) not unknown to you. Yeah. Um, And I, that was one of the best summers of my life. We were really lucky with the weather. We had a car. I got like super fat because we, if we had to track two streets over, we'd move the car. Um, (laughs) And, and, and this is average attendance in the Gala Shields ward branch 
Um, we lived in Selkirk, went to church in Galashiels. Average attendance between 25 and 35 people. Yeah. My record there was nine dinner appointments a week. Holy cow. Yeah, we had like dinner every, every night of the week and two lunch appointments at some point. The members loved me. It was a huge contrast with, with East Co-Bride, <laughs> um, where we had maybe one or two a week. Um, right. And um, yeah, I, I, my first companion there was Elder France. Uh, Ezra Nathaniel France. The guy had a guitar and knew three songs. Uh, he was a Neil Young fan. Um, <laughs> he, um, that, that was, it, it wasn't so much that he annoyed me. It was that he, I guess, felt quite, um, good about himself and his accomplishments in life. And some of it was BS and I, I knew it was BS, but I was like, you know, man, you do you, um, he had a, he had a, a flair. He was, he had once worked as a lumberjack in, 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 in Washington state. He was quite a character. Um, but we surfed together. We had an apartment. I remember with one of those electric showers, remember those little electrical units with like yeah. zero pressure. It takes oh, like yeah. half an hour to get one arm warm. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and then I was yes. on exchanges with our zone leaders and they had this amazing shower that was not only like great temperature, but huge pressure and i remember going around and changes going you know what man this is gonna be good <laughs> um yeah um, that, that, that that was that was good times um but i served there with first elder france um and then um after that it was uh elder trainer the one whose companion had gotten beaten up in yeah. uh, paisley and um, he, at the time, and it was quite known in the mission, had um, gotten addicted to cell phone usage. Like, he racked up massive bills. And one morning, I wake up. At this point, his brother had come to stay over with us. Like, he had a brother who was about to go on a mission. He had convinced President to let him stay at our place for a week. That might have been a lie. Um, but oh what was I going to do? <laughs> and then, and then one morning I wake up and all of his stuff is gone and I just barely catch him like trying to leave as I wake up, trying to leave like with the phone and everything. He was like, I'm going home. I'm going home. And I was like, sorry, what? And he's like, I'm like, you were just going to leave me here without a phone. And, and so <laughs> we ended up going to, to Edinburgh where he took a train or, or something home with his brother and, and I had to sit there and wait for some elders to come save me. Um, wow. so yeah, that, that was interesting. And then I got, uh, the wonderful, amazing, awesome elder parmenter. Um, he and I, we really got along quite well. He was one of my favorite companions. Um, one of our companionship unifiers was, um, we had a really big kitchen table, like ping pong, table sized and we were like we gotta do something with this table so we had bought um um pallets like um uh, not pallets um paddles paddles, paddles yeah. yeah um and we were playing ping pong every now and again as a companionship unifier <laughs> at some point he like swings misses and blames the chair by going stupid chair 
And so that kind of became a running joke whenever, whenever something would happen and it was clearly him. I just go stupid chair. <laughs> and I just not blame him, but he, 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 he had not driven stick before much. I knew how, but didn't have an, a driver's license. So I had to kind of like, um, teach him and I had to grab the wheel about five times on the way from Edinburgh to our apartment because he had only served in like urban like areas, built up areas. And he was like, the scenery is so pretty. <laughs> I like grab the wheel to, to, to not like crash and die. Um, we once, um, uh, we had a district meeting um uh, i think when when jack was was uh was serving there and um we drove from selkirk to dumfries where their their apartment was mm-hmm. um and it it's it has been at some point it got an award for the most scenic route in all of like europe it was beautiful oh, wow. i remember we drive up to this valley and as we're about to like descend into the valley, we see clouds literally rolling into the valley and rolling back out. Um, that was that was amazing. I think it was with other France driving at the time, and um, we got there into the the fog. Suddenly, there's sheep just in the middle of the road. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa!" Um, but you know, fog thick as pea soup. We we almost had well. I don't know if the car would have gotten much damage. There was a lot of wool, but um, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Gosh, man, that was. And the funny thing is, at some point when you're that rural, there's like a sign that says everything from here on out is um, pasture, including the road. And you drive over a cattle grid, and at some point there's a cow just stood in the middle of the road. <laughs> we have keep in mind we have zero cell reception, zero. Um, and Eller France decides to drive with our little car off the road to go around this cow. And I'm like, he, he just stood there for a while, honking cows, like, eh, whatever. I was like, dude, I'll get out. I'll make it move. He's like, no, no, no it's too dangerous. And I was like, dude, I, I, I grew up in the countryside. Like I, I spent time on my friend's farm. It's, it's a cow. It's fine. Yeah. It's just a curious animal. I can get it to, to scoot. It's not, a, I could see it wasn't a bull. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, no, 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 he starts driving off the road. And I, I, I told him off. I was like, are you kidding me? If we would have gotten stuck, I was like, we haven't seen a house for like three miles. We have zero cell reception. We would have had to pass a lot more cows than just this one. Oh dear. Yeah. No deer cows. Um sorry, <laughs> dad dad jokes. I've ever no since good. my wife popped out the first kid that, that kind of downloaded dad jokes into my brain. Um <laughs> yeah. Um was we, it we, at we, this point that you went on exchanges with Jack or is that later in the mission? Yes. Um I went on exchanges with Jack and we're in uh Hoik, which is spelled Ha Wick with C K. And we're, we're walking through a neighborhood. We're about to have a dinner appointment that evening. Um, and we are walking around that neighborhood and some kid just like comes running up. Like, you know, Jack, he's tall. Jack yeah. is really tall. I, I, I'm six foot. Jack's probably close to seven foot. And, um, this kid, like he must've been like 
three or four years old, jumps up, tries to hit him in the the his privates, and yells effort at him. And Jack and I are just looking at each other. We're like, did this just happen? <laughs> and we look over to the house the kid came from, and there's this deadbeat dad like 25 year old something just looking out the window going don't you touch my kid and we're like just come <laughs> discipline your little you know oh man yeah jack jack sent over a memory from it was probably from that exchange he said i remember going on exchanges with him and he was practicing his martial arts kicks on the tops of dandelions while we were chapping doors do you uh, remember that no but it's something that i've been known to do i was just like <laughs> I don't know. I have ADHD, man. So if I get distracted and I see dandelions, or just kick the tops of dandelions off. Just, <laughs> I don't know if I would call it my martial arts skills. <laughs> I was a bit of a doofus back then. Still am in some regards, but yeah, um, that that's that's well possible. Um, <laughs> I um, and um, I did go on exchange with a with his companion at the time, Mother Carish, who had been my zone leader previously. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Um, you, Eller Karish once confessed to me that while he was an office elder, like um, somehow, like some radio had started playing Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby, and he had to like crank it up. Like that was his confession, you know. Like he had to like listen to Ice Ice Baby by <laughs> Vanilla Ice. I'm like <laughs> such a badass. <laughs> uh, but funny. great guy. Some members had made him a Superman cape. Um, Frelick Karish because he his first name's Kenton, and so Kent, you know, Superman. Yeah. Um, and some members had made him this awesome cape, and we like got several pictures of him like with the cape. It was it was good. That is cool. It's, um, I do have a memory with Eller Eller uh, Karish though when he was my zone leader in Govan, and that was something Sasha mentioned before that she wasn't always you know agreeing with the way President Vreens ran the mission. And I had an experience there that kind of was endemic to the mission. Uh, President Vreens was very much a businessman, quite a successful one. Um, but he ran the mission like a business. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there were some elders who were like trying to, you know, I didn't want to give up, go home. And he did everything for them to keep them there. <sighs> Me not being a number monkey. And being like, you know, if I can only record if something's a first lesson, if, you know, that that actually met, you know, gets all the parameters that you have to hit, uh, I'm not going to write it down. And so at some point, President Vreens told me, if your numbers don't improve, I'm going to send you home. Which is a hmm. terrible thing to say to somebody who is sacrificing two years of their young life to serve yeah. the Lord. But I remember being on exchange with other carriage, we're, we're GQing. Um, golden questions and um he talks to this couple he pretty much force feeds them a first lesson and then he's like is it okay if we say a quick prayer and as he stood there praying with these people these people are looking around like what the heck is happening and i remember those people like walk away from that exchange looking very bewildered and other carriage going oh great I taught like so many principles and we had a prayer. So we get to count it as a le- first lesson taught. And I'm thinking to myself, I know you mean very well because I, I, he meant no malice whatsoever. He wasn't that kind of guy that was trying to be manipulative or whatever. He was trying to do good, but I was like, this ain't it, man. I was like, this is not, you, 
the next time these people are going to see missionaries, are going to they're going to turn tail and run. Um, yeah. You did not succeed in bringing anyone closer to Christ. I was a greenie at the time. I didn't say those words to him. Um, and again, I know he meant no harm whatsoever, but that was the kind of mission President Vreens was running. I remember our zone leaders at some point had finally been able to convince President that we should work more with the members because, you know, door-to-door GQing, it wasn't really giving the results we were we were all hoping for. But then he got like the tap from higher on that said, hey, why are your numbers so low? And we were back to GQing and knocking doors, chapping. And so <laughs> he, he, he was a bit of a number monkey, our president. And so um, uh, just like Sasha, never trained, was never, I, I, I was made co-senior at some point. <laughs> like that would like that's supposed to be a thing like that oh man um you were king of the world uh somebody <laughs> had also started a rumor about me that was just a blatant lie and it kind of kept traveling and uh, president chose to believe others over me each and every single time and i never understood why hmm. um but yeah it's uh so i was in <laughs> I um, finished there with Elder Parmenter and, oh yeah, I almost forgot. When I got to the area with Elder France, um, the previous elders, because we were whitewashing, I ended up whitewashing into four of my areas and I was whitewashed out of my last one. I had wow. bishops and branch presidents calling President Vreens the whitewash king because <laughs> it would happen so often. <laughs> um, they had left a tape recording Instead of writing everything in the area book, they had left a tape recording with one of those idiots, like on a recorder in the background, just like <laughs> playing songs. And they're oh like, gosh. oh, you know, we're going to talk about this investigator and this and that. Here's a musical intermezzo brought to you by Elder What's-His-Face. <laughs> and we're sitting there going, you morons. Like we had to like physically write down everything, like replay the tape in the car because we didn't have another tape player. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, and, and we ended up towards the end of the time I spent. I was there for six months. We bumped into people that had been progressing a lot but they had failed to put it on the tape. Oh and so Lord. that was a young family that was nearly ready for baptism that fell away because the contact was lost. And that's why every single time, I mean, I whitewashed into so many areas. I had to clean up so much administration. Like remember those maps you were able to buy the, like the light blue ones and you divide mm -hmm. it up into areas that were like, so you could group things together. And like, I, I made binders with like, you know, we've got this member and that investigator. And if we, you know, serve in that area today, we could visit these less actives and we can do this work and see this investigator. And I did that so many times. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I, I washed into East Cobride, into, um, uh, Gallus Shields. Um, I whitewashed into Dundee. I th I'm pretty sure I whitewashed. Yeah, I whitewashed into Inverness, although that was a four man flat. So we kind of, it was dividing up a new area. And I got whitewashed out of my last area. So that, wow. that, that makes five. Yeah, it was, it was insane. <laughs> So imagine six months there, amazing summer, um, members love me, uh, I love the members, great memories, 
and I get shipped off to the North right before Christmas. So I was like, what's up with this? But ended up spending seven and a half months in, in Inverness, um, wow. in the, in the, the Highland zone. Mm-hmm. We, we also have a hoodie, um, the Highland <laughs> zone. That's right. Um, and, and we had an amazing time there. Um, we had several companions there. Um, I started there with other, uh, Fisher, um, not Matt, other Matt? fish, Matt Fisher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was my autism that kind of caused communication errors between us. I, I really liked the kid. He was super frustrated with me, like did not know how to like deal with me, I guess. I don't know. I didn't have anything against him. It just, I guess for him, it didn't click. Yeah. I, I thought it was a little sad, but it was what it was. I, I was there for seven and a half months. Elder Cook was my ZL there for six months. We we lived in the same wow. apartment for six months. Um, <laughs> that one, that was really insane. Um, we, um, Elder Fisher did teach me how to go down stairs on a bike because we, we had gotten mountain bikes because we were living in the zone leaders area and right. we did tons of walking. I remember one night we were, um, it took us nearly an hour to walk back to our apartment towards the end of my mission. I had lost a ton of weight by then because we came from a car area, went to a walking biking area that was in the Highlands. So very hilly. I lost tons of weight. I ended up being able to fit into one of their cook suits because oh. yeah, like I, I got really fit there. Uh-huh. Um, and, um, I, I started there with, with Matt Fisher um, and we had gotten these mountain bikes and the, like, um, I forget what they were called, uh, Halfords or like a car parts thing, but you also mm-hmm. went there for your bike. So we got, we had gotten these two matching mountain bikes. We, um, they didn't have fenders or anything. So like splash guards or whatever. And yeah. so we, we, we bought those, we, we attached them. First thing Fisher does when he gets them is pops a wheelie and breaks off his the brand new one. We had, we had to wait a week um, to get a new one for him. Me- meanwhile, he's got this brown streak up his back from the mountain bike. It's <laughs> <laughs> like forgot about that part, didn't he? That's funny. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Good times, man. Um, one of our one of the areas we had was Nairn. Uh, which is a little coastal town um, that you have to take the train to to get to. Just an amazing small little community, really beautiful bit of Scotland. Um, and then I did two transfers with Fisher, and then I had two transfers with a- Anderton. Okay, English uh, elder had a great yeah. had had a great uh, click with him, um, and then. <sighs> I ended up serving with Nelson. But Kevin? No. Nelson. No. Trying to remember which the, the 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 not Kevin Nelson. Kevin Nelson ended up being AP. This was the other Nelson uh, with the glasses. Uh, you you, didn't, you, Dave, you have, is it David? No, no, no. Um th- this Yeah, I think so. Matthew Nelson. Okay. He um has he been on the podcast? I haven't gotten no, in touch with him yet. No, no. Um, he, he was special. Um, 
I don't know what it was in retrospect. He might be on the spectrum in the same mm-hmm. way I am, yep. but nothing about him felt genuine. Like you would, you would mm-hmm. be talking a group of elders, you'd laugh and he'd laugh just a little bit too late and a little bit too fake sounding. Um, he scared away five of our investigators because he wouldn't ask find out questions. You'd have the feeling you were in some noir movie where the Gestapo has set you in a dark room with like a desk light in your face asking questions. Oh no. Yeah. And (laughs) I, I remember he was zone leader in Aberdeen. We were there for a Christmas zone conference, I think. And I went off on him um back then because he had shared this thing where like oh you, usually we, we would like do gqing here but we found too many people for the other elders to teach so we stopped doing that i'm like i'm i'm sorry what <laughs> I, I i i gave him an earful i was like dude if if you're you're here to be a tool in the hands of the lord if the lord has these people ready but they happen to be in your area and the spirit tells you, go there and find these people. Who cares? The, the t- yeah. sum total is a net positive. Um, and he was like, yeah, but I want to, I want to baptize people too. And I was like, oh man. So I, I was, we did not get off on a good foot. And then <laughs> tells me, he's like, I just got transfer calls. You're not going to like this. Um, and I got elder Nelson. And I remember Elder Nelson would write letters to the mission president saying, oh, Elder Fertigam's giving me a nervous breakdown because I would call on every single one of his, like, not being genuine. I'm a genuine person. I'm very much what you see is what you get. I'm I'm honest. I'm open. He, <sighs> fake is the only thing I could think to describe him. I don't think I ever got to know the actual Matthew Nelson. And I think that's a shame because he had a lot of skills, a lot of talents. He just chose to apply them in a way that I, that did not gel with, with how I see the world and try to do the Lord's work. Um, yeah. From there, I went to Dundee with Elder Stout. Elder Stout had gotten his jaw broken. That's Um, right. From a punch in the face, (laughs) from doing things he wasn't supposed to be doing. And he ended up going home on medical um, terms because they had like tr- they had um, like wired his jaw shut or something, or it wouldn't heal properly. We, he didn't want to work. Whatever. We spent a lot of time in one of the most filthy apartments I've ever seen. Sasha was describing an elder's apartment. This was nothing like you'd ever seen. We got to Dundee, man. We spent. I called. Elder Lemon, I was like, there is not a cleaning product in sight. We're meant to use our budget to replenish products as they are used up. I was like, this place needs like two sets of cleaning stuff. And we're going to use up the first one just to get this place clean enough. I want them reimbursed, which I did. The shower had like black mold, like Uh, all on the wall. The floor in the kitchen had this like really cheap linoleum and some elders at some point had decided to try to fry their own food there without using an extraction fan. All the cupboards, the ceiling, the floor was covered in a layer of yellowed grease. Oh my there word. was a, there was a garbage bin, a metal garbage bin stood by the, the entry of the kitchen. And when I went to lift it up, the bottom had like rusted out along the edge and the bottom just was so stuck to the sticky floor 
that when I went to lift it up, it just stayed there and all the trash fell out. Oh my gosh. What a nightmare. Their their vacuum cleaner hadn't been in operation for however long they had been there and hadn't bothered asking the office for a replacement. And so it took us three days just to make that place livable. Like we started with a bedroom so that we would be sure to have a place that we could actually sleep. Mm-hmm. And then imagine present Reams comes and does an apartment inspection after we had scrubbed this place top to bottom. It took us days to get it livable. And he w- came in here. I was like, this will not do. I was like, present, you don't understand. We spent three days just like getting it up to this standard like this is like he's like i know but this apartment won't do like as an apartment that's just no oh man oh man that was that was something else i'm I'm not gonna name shame the others who left it that way but they know who (laughs) they are i ended up serving with one of them in my last area i i guess i kind of well yeah you name shamed them name shamed them um (laughs) good um but yeah they, they just didn't care i guess um but that was a difficult time because pretty much all Stout wanted to do was go to the library and email and, and whatever, um, and just go shopping or whatever. Uh, eventually, because he was sick a lot, I went on exchange with the zone leaders a lot. And they had an apartment with a, a colony of seagulls living on the rooftops. Dundee is filled with seagulls. Yeah. And they hated me with a passion, <laughs> with an absolute passion. There was one seagull who lived on the chimney stack of an old factory. We had to walk by every time on our way to church because we would walk from our apartment past this place, go up a little bit, and then through the graveyard. That And there was just a beautiful walk path through the graveyard, and we'd end up at Bingham Terrace uh, yeah. at church. Every single time we passed there, the seagull would see me and dive bomb me, trying to peck me on my head. Every single time, <laughs> never my companion, always it would dive bomb and try to peck me on the head. It hated me. And then at some point, and you're going to laugh your head off here in this. I know my companion did. Um, we're walking um, on the town square. We're, we're on our way somewhere. And it's, it's kind of a general area where everyone can come in GQ. Our zone leaders were in the British Heart Foundation charity shop at the time doing service. And there's a seagull on a lamppost in front of me. Like I'm walking perpendicular. No, perpendicular is this way, right? Like yeah. I'm, I'm parallel. walking parallel to the to the lamppost. This seagull, so I'm here walking. The seagull takes off, like aligns itself, does a bit of a, a, a dip, poops on my forehead, and lands on the lamppost behind me, turns around and laughs. Oh my god! you not. It's laughing <laughs> its head off. It's mocking me. How? The seagull was possessed by Satan itself. Oh my gosh. It, it had hit me on the head, like right here. Like it splattered on my suit. It splattered on my companion who was walking next to me. He was, Stout was laughing his head off. <laughs> we didn't have a tissue anywhere. What so are the, the chances thing, of that? So, oh so my gosh. There, there's no chance. Satan did it on purpose. Um, and so the only thing we could do was go to the British Heart Foundation where we knew the Arizoniers would be in, cause we had done some service there too. Like, Hey, can we have some paper towels? <laughs> so, I mean, I was constantly like, you, you'd walk to the Zoniers apartment and seagulls would just try to nail you. 
Like if you parked a car there, that, that paint job was ruined forever. Cause oh, you'd come back word. and it would just, you'd have to like scrape off a layer of like guano. It was ridiculous. <laughs> um, other than that though, Dundee was an absolute stunning, beautiful, lovely city. Um, mm-hmm. just the seagulls, man. If I, I don't care that they're Utah state bird. I prayed to the Lord to like magically <laughs> grant me a shotgun. Um, I, I mean, no, no, I hate seagulls with a passion. Well, um, and the, the crazy thing too is that was when I first met you and I remember I offended you so bad because we went that we had that, uh, zone activity playing like sports at the, at the park. Yeah. I remember her sister, like she, she, like it was touch football. I was trying to dodge her so bad. I forget which sister it was, but the grass was really slippery and she just tagged me right as I was trying to dodge. And I like slide and like (laughs) land on the ground so bad. (laughs) No, is that that the moment you're referring uh to? Cause I I remember we, we played, we played, it wasn't flag football, but you were right. It was like a touch football. And I remember I introduced myself to you. And me being an arrogant, stupid American missionary, you said you were from Belgium and I had the audacity to say, oh, Germany. And you were like, hell no. <laughs> you straight up just said, <laughs> I was like, and I didn't know anything any better. I was just like, in hindsight, I look back at it and I'm like, man, I was, that was such a horrible thing to say to Kevin. I'm so sorry about that. But in the moment I was just like, Oh, yeah, cause I knew nothing, you know, I was just stupid American kid. So it, it, please I, forgive I, me I, for I, that. I have blamed the American schooling system ever since that moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 to be honest, I don't feel bad. I, I don't even recall that moment to be honest. Um, <laughs> but I have never had a high opinion about the American education system, despite teachers utmost efforts. Um, the system is, is, is failing them a lot. You're in real estate. Um, you probably know that uh, school budgets are often funded by uh, property taxes. And so right. if you grow up in a well-off area, there's a lot of property tax, which means the schools are funded better. If you grow up in the ghetto, property taxes are lower because the <laughs> value of the houses is less. And yeah. so your school doesn't get funded. And so it's this absurd system and even then uh, we had a guy from from here in belgium he went to um pyu to college and Mm -hmm. like i guess the first year in college is kind of like a a general subjects kind of year um and he said like it was so stupid he was like i was getting math we were getting in the fourth year of high school we have six years of high school he's like this is math from when i was like 15 by the oh, end of the first geez. year, he's like, why am I paying like eight grand for the privilege of learning math? I got two years ago. So Jeez. yeah, yeah I, it's, I agree. I agree. It's uh, it's, it's sad. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd, I'd hate to think what would happen if, if people tried homeschooling their kids, um, you know, um, coming oh, from that kind of education. Um, it's one thing if you're a professor yourself, but you know, <laughs> It's happening more and more often uh, at this point. So who knows? We'll see what the, the next generation looks like. And you well, and I can both chat more about that later. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's interesting. 
And so I was there for uh, two transfers, and then I ended up going to Grenick, um, serving there with the elder who shall remain nameless because I don't want to name shame him. Um, but come on, um, come on, say his name. Green, <laughs> green. <laughs> um, sorry, <laughs> I had a cough, bad cough. Um, I mean, gr- great guy. Um, but you know, just, um, let's just say he wasn't the bravest of men. Um, I remember we're waiting for a train and there's some Neds, they're like 14 and they like, they start like harassing us. And I'm at the end of my mission. I've got like two weeks left and I'm like, I've had it, man. So I just like tell them off for like being, being cheeky to us. And they kind of give up. And I turned around and he's gone. He's like, he just, he just went around the corner. Oh no. <laughs> he's like, I was like, where'd you go? He's like, what if they had a, what if they had a knife, man? I was like, are you kidding me? They're 14. I'd have thumped them on the head or something. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh man. Uh, wow. Ned's, I remember my first area. We'd never gone south of because like the area around the church was really bad like the windows like you know how a lot of um uh, chapels even in the u.s that would have um a, a gym part with like a, a stage or whatever like right. you'd have like the the metal grid on the windows to prevent like a ball or a basketball to fly through mm-hmm. like um they would have those on the outside of the windows to protect the church from stuff i remember we're there for my first um ward council and something just randomly hits the window like the the metal like something gets thrown against it and the brethren there don't even like they're like yeah whatever <laughs> so we're, we're we're going south of the church we'd never done that before we're looking for the, the the bishop had asked us to go over the list of like 700 members trying to find them and we knock on this one door um and uh somebody like like some, some kid opens the door and somebody from the living room are like, Oh, you know, um, uh, it's, it's, it's so-and-so here. And they're like, they died 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my gosh. I was like, I don't think anybody's worked this member list for a while. Holy um, cow! And so we, we keep going after that, trying to find a different place. We turn around the corner and there's like 14 Neds just like they see us and they go, Mormons and come running towards us. I was like, well, this could either go like really funny or really bad. It ended up being funny, but man, I was, I was, yeah, I, I was. That, Did that your was companion run away at that point too? No, no, no. That was Canadian web at the time. Oh, I okay. think. And, and, and yeah, he, he knew how to stand his ground. That's um, he, he would have been able to punch him and then say, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah man um and so Grenick, um it was a tough area to 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 get any kind of work done because the people weren't very receptive to the gospel uh, i did end up being the word pianist there or organist because i really? i did i took musical theory uh, when i was in high school um as an extracurricular uh not in high school but a separate like musical academy um, I had done one year of classical guitar, two years of, uh, musical theory. And I had, I knew where the notes were. Like I could read sheet music 
but just the the alto and soprano part and not the bass and tenor because that's in a different key and so i had self-taught how to play like the the those two notes like throughout hymns and Mm -hmm. after church we're just i'm kind of practicing you know we're waiting for some member or whatever and the bishop comes wandering in because the elderly couple that had been assigned to that word that was responsible for the music had just left. He heard me playing. He's like, elder. I was like, no, no. <laughs> oh, like, Sunday I was there. Come, come, you saints. <laughs> um, yeah. um, I, learned, but- I learned that way too. I was like... I, you don't tra- even pretend you can play the piano. Like oh, someone no, will, no. someone will find you. <laughs> someone will find you if you have a skill in and and in, in church, and you show it once, you're doomed to be asked to do it forever. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, um, and so um, yeah, I mean, great times. Um, the, the one of the most uh, two Christmases, obviously, on the mission. Uh, the first mm-hmm. one was was kind of generic, but the second one was pretty epic. We had um, we had gotten permission to get the entire zone together to celebrate Christmas together, and uh, members had donated food and were cooking it ourselves. So some member had like donated a turkey. I was making soup, um, but to make the <laughs> the thing the the place festive, we we didn't have any decorations, right? So our zone leaders said. It was other cook and um, Bruce. Um, man, I know him as Bruce. Um, Cook's companion at the time. I forget. Yeah. Well, that was that was a nickname one of the investigators gave them, Bruce. <laughs> Funny thing was, my parents back home had adopted a cat, a stray cat. They were like, "Oh, we're looking for a name." I was like, "Call him Bruce." <laughs> that cat ended up like, turning sixteen or something. With the name Bruce, um, but they had borrowed just a hacksaw from some members, and they mm-hmm. went out into the wild and cut down some random spruce. Oh my the, gosh! In the woods, put it in their car, totally <laughs> illegally, and then we got home. And we're like, now, now, what are we gonna do with this? And this was the time when the Joy to the World DVDs had come out, and so we were told that the 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 old VHS tapes that um were from like the the christmas thing we used to do like they were like oh just throw them out so they had found no better way than to turn a bucket upside down cut a hole to put this tree in and then cram these vhs's in the base to keep the thing (laughs) upright and then we used pass along cards and stuff just to like decorate the tree but that was i mean elder osmond was there um some other people were there Man, that was that was like the most insane Christmas ever. Like we we kind of decided just <laughs> as as for you know just for giggles to do away with the elder so and so and just go by each other's first names to have a sense of normality just for Christmas. Um, <laughs> and then the next morning we all wake up and there was snow. It was like the Christmas miracle thing. There was wow. like there was like this much snow and nobody had seen it coming because the weather forecast didn't call for it but we woke up there was this much snow um i remember uh, my companion at the time elder nelson had had made um uh, uh what would you call him snowman mm-hmm. small snowman and then cook ran it over with the car <laughs> on purpose <Jeez>. um <laughs> man that was <laughs> funny funny stuff um 
but yeah, I mean, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Um, I, yeah. I had some moments where I really struggled uh, with mental health as well, because I remember, um, you know, being in that apartment, waking up at night, just completely uneasy and just sitting in the living room crying because mm-hmm. I was really struggling. Um, mind you, there is one, maybe this, I'll do this one, a really funny moment. Um, I talk in my sleep and I had companions tell me that I would teach entire first lessons in my sleep out loud. Like, especially oh, in the beginning really? of my mission where we're trying to do the memorization thing. Right. Um, I, I would teach entire first, I'd wake up so tired. And one morning, imagine there's a four, <laughs> four man flat and the four of us sleep in one bedroom and two bunk beds. Um, oh, wow. so yeah, close quarters. And this one morning I, I wake up and everybody's already up, which was kind of odd and everybody's already up and, and, and they're in the living room and I walk in and I like go and grab some cereal or whatever. And everybody's looking at me funny. I was like, what's, what's going on here? And they're like, you don't remember anything. I was like, remember what? I'm like, dude, you, you scared the shiznit out of us. I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Apparently in the middle of the night, I had yelled, no, Satan. <laughs> in the middle of the night. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh that's too funny. <laughs> and I had no recollection of it. But I was like, guys, you should be happy. And they're like, what do you mean? We're freaked out. I was like, imagine if I had gone, yes, Satan, wouldn't that have been so much worse? <laughs> <laughs> <Jeez Louise. laughs> oh, did, they, did they say how long they'd been up from when no, you said no, that? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> um, I, I think it was Kyle Leet, Elder Cook. Charles Cook and and Bruce, my goodness, I can't remember his real name. We just called him Bruce all the time because it was so funny. It had this really eccentric um, investigator, old lady that had like the most eccentric, weird lady. But they, she kept wanting to learn more, so they kept teaching her. And she would always call Cook, you know, Charles. And 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 for some reason, she called <laughs> the poor other elder Bruce, even though that wasn't even his name. And for the life, I'm so bad with names. Like, I can't remember his real name now. We just called him Bruce all the time. Um, yeah, oh, man. man. When, you, when you figure it out, let me know. I'd be curious yeah. to know who it was. That's, that's, that's quite a unique nickname, for sure. Yeah. It was, a, it was an it was an English elder. He had a bit of a quiff in his hair, short black hair. Was it Burton? No, something with a B. Um, um, Bergen? Bon- Bergen, Sam Bergen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. um, and, and you guys were talking about elder bear and um, he was in our zone at the time. And uh, he, he was the kind of guy who would enjoy wrestling other elders every now and again. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, um, I, I had wanted to wrestle him and he was like, no, no. I was like, well, why do you keep putting that off? And eventually he confessed to me. He had this recurring nightmare where he wrestled me and accidentally killed me. Like he dreamt about that twice. What? <laughs> like, I kid you not. And that was his whole, like, like whenever he was around me, he was like walking on eggshells, not to even bump into me. Because of this nightmare he kept having of like wrestling me and accidentally like break snapping my neck, breaking me in, in some wrestling move. I was like, dude, 
<laughs> chill. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him about that. That's too good. <laughs> like I, 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 yeah, when she mentioned Elder Bear, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He used to have this thing. <laughs> Elder. They were standing with, with strapping and they had to, like, other cook said, come on, hit me, like, between his legs. Like, like kick, kick me in the, in the groin. That, like, cook, cook, cook was the weirdest guy, you know, like, hardworking, but such, like, a goofball. Like, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty insane. Yeah. Yeah, from Manchester, huge. That's Imagine right. it's like Sam Bergen, Cook. They're all Man United fans, like heavy, like right. like generational. <laughs> and and then Nelson arrives in our apartment with like a Man City top. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah, <laughs> man, that did not that that did not go down well. Like British people take their football way too seriously, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Americans can take their hand egg quite serious as well, but you know, it's uh, <laughs> I don't come tell me it's football. You rarely kick the ball. You're you're throwing an egg. It's not even ball shaped. It's it's <laughs> you don't get to call that football and then be like, oh, it's soccer. No, 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 no. Like <laughs> you guys come up with the new name. The rest of the world calls it football as it should be. You know? Yeah, agreed. Oh, oh man. Daniel Radcliffe? That's from Harry Potter. You mean no, Daniel Conway? Sasha has this crazy talent where she can go down the alphabet and when she hits that letter, she'll suddenly remember somebody's name. Like I, I don't know how she does it. I once did the math. I think throughout the course of a typical mission, you get to know and remember about 2,000 names. Like oh my I, gosh! Yeah, uh, for investigators that you're, you know, repeat teaching members, less actives, other missionaries, you know, th th about two thousand names. By that the time I came home, right. yeah. By the time I came home, I'm so bad with names. By the time I came home, um, there were members from my stake, and keep in mind, we had a stake of maybe six hundred people. So, um, you know, youth that I would go to camp and youth conference with, like I would know their parents, but I came back, I couldn't remember their names. Like members I had known my entire life, I couldn't remember their names. It's just like it's kind of like you've got the set table, and you just add on more names, and as you keep pushing, like some <laughs> fall off the end. I just, <laughs> I, I, I had zero capacity for remembering names. Uh, by the all, time I came back, it was terrible. All you, all you had to say was, "My name is Kevin. I'm going to call you Bruce." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, my last name. You do not want to know. Like I pronounce it Verdichem. I pronounce it with a French R. If you would okay. say it with a rolling R, it'd be Verdichem. English-speaking people cannot pronounce that name. I was Elder Virgil. I was Elder V, Verdi, uh, <laughs> Gem. Like, you think people struggle with Bogomolova? Like, they struggle with my... They butchered... My name got butchered my entire mission. Oh, I can um, only imagine. I, I do want to give a bit of a shout-out to some notable people. Elder Bredlow, or Bredlow, yeah. Roman Bredlow. Um, like amazing guy went on exchanges a couple of times with him. Um, Peter Dracocardos. Like yeah. I, I remember there, we had Elder Peterson who was like the tallest guy in our mission and Elder Dracocardos at some point 
present wanted to put them together and other Dracocardos kind of said no, because it would detract from the spirit. There would just be this like huge height <laughs> difference. But I promise you, Elder Dracocardos was a spiritual giant. And I to this day find it regrettable that I never got to serve with him except for one exchanges. Like yeah. he he was a spiritual giant. He was the kindest man I had ever met at that point. He was the only one. He was the only one who, at his own conference, took the time to pass me a note, complimenting me on the things that he recognized in me were, you know, good traits. Whereas everybody else, or many of them, had just been pointing out my flaws. Yeah, and that that really touched me. Um, That's he, great. He he was he truly was amazing. Um, we, that one time we're on exchanges. Um, I mean, as any man would, I, at the time, definitely, um, still, I'm not impervious to, um, you know, attractive females. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, <laughs> we were talking with other Darko Cardos, how we should like, you know, try to focus on, on the mission and not be distracted by those things. And I, I only need two words with my ADHD to get triggered into a quote or a song or whatever. So I went focus, focus, kind of like Aladdin, like the genie, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so we had just finished that. We knock on the door and this stunning, beautiful girl opens the door. And as she goes off to get her dad, Peter and I just turn to each other and go, focus, focus. <laughs> <laughs> oh Sasha God. remembers it was oh Rayfield Alex Rayfield oh yeah Alex yeah Sasha just remembered the name British guy blonde I remember yeah good guy he's a good guy yeah yeah we uh let's see we talked to Roman as we're speaking on Sunday just passed. oh that's so, good so I he was so hard working I remember he made this like this um he created some tools, even on like a floppy disk that he would like, because floppies were still a thing back then, you know, yeah. was, he hadn't quite settled in all the way. Yeah. Um, and then he had like made this tool that you could use to be more effective in missionary work. He was an amazing guy. Yeah. He, he, he was a lot of fun. I spent uh, four and a half months around him. It, we had four missionaries in Dunfermline mm -hmm. early on in my mission. And I spent, four and a half months around him he was awesome we had a have lot of fun you, have you spoken to sprague caleb sprague yes we have he was one of the the earlier um episodes i want to say he was maybe like six or seven if you go uh, back he, and look at was, the archives he was our ntc district leader okay um <laughs> And he had this weird thing where for no good reason, he like have this running joke about Trogdor the Burninator from some kind of cartoon or whatever that was popular in the US. And he would just randomly be drawing Trogdor the Burninator. I was like, what's up with this kid, man? But he was he was, he was so funny, like this 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 spry little little like you know, not a very bulky guy, not at no. all, but what a he character. wasn't 150 pounds wet. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all um but yes it was he was a spiritual giant as well but he knew how to have fun in the midst oh, of man. it too eller eller france and and i almost forgot that story he almost blew us up like explosion blew us up he had taken remember um there was like 
not Poundland. They had like some frozen store that had nothing but freezers. Um, uh, yeah, I, I forget that. what. Yeah, anyways, it, it was a chain in Scotland as well. And he had bought some pork chops, and he had taken one out, put it in the in the in the skillet or whatever, turned on the gas. So it was an actual like you know gas burning gas stove. And at some point, imagine we're in this like vaulted ceiling, really big kitchen. It's the same kitchen we had the ping pong table sized yeah. um, table. And I was sitting reading my scriptures on the complete other side. So imagine by the time the gas fills up that entire space for me to smell it. <laughs> so he, he's like, I hear him going, man, why is this pork chop still cold? And then he realizes he didn't turn on the gas. Oh, and I just no. went, no. Oh, he was about to like kick, 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 kick to turn it on. That would have been in the news. That would have blown. Like he nearly blew us up. I was like, turn it off. Let's open the windows. Let's get out of here. I was like, you're about to kill us all. Oh my Um, word. We slept with the window open there. And apparently our car was in a near miss crash. And we did the math. We were definitely there. We slept through an accident. Ambulances outside our open window. We slept through it. It narrowly like missed our car, hit the wall, and then landed in front of our car. And all of this happened while we were sleeping with the window open. And we never (laughs) heard it. Like, (sighs) wow. I think we've all we've all had experiences like that i had an instance where i had a companion who was up most of the night fending off people trying to get into our apartment that they thought it was theirs and the next morning he's like what's wrong with you and i was like what are you talking about he's like i was up all night making sure that we were we were alive and you're in the bed just snoozing and i was like i had a nine iron Next to my bed, we had two double beds with like this much space in between in that bedroom. France snored like crazy. So I'd have a nine iron that I'd like poked him with to make <laughs> him turn over in that, in that, in, in that four, in that four man flat Leet was sleeping above me. I had to like put my hand in between like the bars and like push up to make him turn on a side or we couldn't sleep. <laughs> like man oh man I had one companion whose feet smelled so bad i had to keep asking him to put his slippers on it was like he would take them off and i'd smell it from straight across the room it was like you took your slippers off again man oh gosh so many good memories do you have any specific memories of the vreens that you wanted to share that uh, were memorable kevin yes with sister vreens um I'm, I don't want to talk too much about President Vreens. He he never saw me for who I was, um, and and that's that's his loss. Um, I, I I never liked his management style. Sister Vreens was different, um, and I remember um, Elder Anderton and I, who weren't necessarily the most like go getters, you know, um, but we knew how to teach and. We're in interviews, and we we have we have a an interview with Sister Reens as well, and she asks us to teach her, and we beautifully like play off each other and like use scriptures, and she was like, "That is so amazing! Like you know how few elders are able to do this," and it was so nice to finally have a leader, even though it wasn't a priesthood leader, to recognize the ability to share the gospel message in a mission where that wasn't, I wouldn't say rewarded, but wasn't applauded 
as much as getting good numbers. Mm. And that to me was a, a beautiful moment. And obviously her cookies, her birthday cookies, like yeah. that cookie could be two weeks old by the time you got it. You could <laughs> bash somebody's head in, but it was amazing. This like a cookie, the size of your face with M and M's like you, you, you could use it as a defensive weapon. Um, True. but, but the love she put into those cookies that will always stay with me. And of course, mother pig. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you probably never saw that, that late in the mission, but you may have heard the stories. Oh no, I uh, saw it. I, saw I, it? I think that happened probably right before you went home, like summertime because she oh, it showed happened up in before. Yeah. And then president sh- told her off for it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then she was miss piggy for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Well, You've you've had you've mentioned a great group of missionaries, and you do have some great uh, companions that we still have to get in touch with in the future. Is there anyone else that you haven't mentioned that you would like to hear from in the future, as you dive with two feet into the the podcast, Kevin? Oof. Um, some of our old Italian, Elder Dottavio, um, hmm? uh, Harold Garota, a friend, yeah. French guy. Uh, uh, no, no, no. He lives. He lives in Canada now. But don't confuse him for Elder Archambault, Archambault, yeah. which which he would pronounce Archambault because he was Archambault. French French Canadian, and it was the funniest thing because me being Belgian, I I grew up learning French as a second language before I spoke English, and so when I met Elder Garota, who was from Nice in France but lives in the U.S. or in Canada right now, mm-hmm. um, I take the opportunity to speak some French. And at some point, the only three French speaking or at least able to speak French missionaries would come together. And Elder Garota would be like, man, you sound so Belgian. I was like, gee, I wonder why. (laughs) But then Elder Archambault (laughs) would start speaking French, but the Canadian French, Elder Garota and I would look at each other and I was like, how could they mess up French so bad? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like no issues with, with, with him, but oh man. Um, and then Fisher was with Elder Noble that we all called the Noblator. Remember the yeah. Noblator? Noblator. Like, no, no, Noble was this really like short guy who had lived this bubble life where he was so focused on like only studying and preparing for things and never lived. And Fisher ended up serving with him, Matt Fisher, and he was like, "I'm I'm going to get Noble out of his shell. Like I'm going to make him have fun, you know." <laughs> um, Jack and I are talking to Charles next week. Yeah, Charles Noble. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I I wonder what he's up to. Um, Who else? Man. Um, Asariato. He's coming on in uh, June. Asari AP. Asariado. Yeah, Asariado. Yeah, Um, he's he's coming on. I I remember it was Elder Fisher's brother sent him a CD with some um with some um some some songs some of them from like the shrek movie and some like uh near run my god to the like this and and they they, they called <laughs> it like a sorry auto it started like making burning illegal copies in the mission home and like handing them out <laughs> and it was like the sorry <laughs> cd had done the rounds i i had so many cassettes of elders musically gifted elders and sisters who had dubbed songs 
with lyrics, almost Weird Al Yankovic style, but less funny sometimes, like taking lyrics and, and or taking songs and then changing them to mission life. Oh, yeah. And um, and that was a that was a great memory. And I feel so sad that I wasn't able to digitize them before they 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 went bad. I uh, this is this is a funny story. So I got my old iPod out from after my mission about a month ago, and I just put it on shuffle as I'm driving down the road in my truck. And all of a sudden, one of those songs comes on, and I was like, I forgot I put them on the iPod. So I'm gonna have to pull them off. Oh man. And I'm going to put them on our YouTube channel for everybody to listen to. There's, so. some, there's some great ones out there. <laughs> they really oh, are. Man. <laughs> I think man. the one that came on was the one about where do bad sisters go when they die? They, they go, go down, down the, the beef where they don't <laughs> baptize. <laughs> I remember that one. Um, man. Yeah, that was, so the, that was the very first one that came to mind. Sasha's also mentioning Zachary Brown. Um, yeah, we've been in Zach touch Brown. with him. He, he he drowned my camera at zone conference. He did. Like, yeah. Like he, he like wanted to kind of hide my camera. And for some reason, like by the sink, there was this like wall thing, but it was like a water open water tank at the top. So he accidentally, he was trying to like, I wasn't set the it on top of it and he wanted to set it on top and it just fell into a tank of water. Oh, I was no. without a camera. And so he was like, no, 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 you can use my camera in the meantime. And, and, and I'll, I'll come over, I'll, I'll try to fix your camera. Eventually it did spring back to life, but by then it was like four months had passed and like oh, a wow. big chunk of my mission, I wasn't able to photograph and I had Jeez. to make do with his far crappier camera. Um, <laughs> and, and it was this whole thing of like, oh, you know, I'll try to restore your camera and, and like, if it doesn't work, you can have mine, but if it does end up working again, like I would like to be paid for it and I ended up not paying him for it. And to this day, I, I still feel kind of bad about that of not paying for it. But then I, again, I was like, I missed out on so many memories. I would have been able to photograph if it wouldn't be for your shenanigans. Um, but yeah, Crazy. funny, funny guy, but yeah, yeah, Charles cook, if you could get him on, um, he's one we've talked to and, uh, Again, I think we had him scheduled and then he had a conflict that came up, but we'll get back in touch with him. He he was willing to come on, so we'll get in touch with him in the future. I I, I honestly don't know. Like I did I mention anyone you hadn't heard about yet? Like or that you do you haven't spoken to yet? Well, yeah, obviously oh, that you've spoken to, but yeah. There's people I haven't spoken to, and then obviously some of the Brad older missionaries that I don't quite that I didn't know. Maybe Jack is familiar with some of them, like um, like Elder Hare and Elder Cooper. Like oh, those man. are Elder, Elder Hare, Elder Le- Lehigh Hare. He he looks like uh, Bryce Howard. No, not Bryce Howard. Dang, her dad. Um, the Happy Days guy, the the movie director. Not Bryce Howard. Ron oh, Howard. Ron, Ron Howard. Really. Ron Howard. He looks like <laughs> them. Sasha's also mentioning Adam Rolo. Yeah, we've reached out to Adam. I haven't been able to get in touch with him, but uh, yeah. he's definitely one we'd love to have on. And. Uh, Alec Gilmore. Alec's been on. He's been on. Yeah, oh, we, man. we we did talk to him a few months ago. It was great to talk. They to him. they ended up teaching like uh, Karish's dentist because Karish had like a, a a dental issue or something. Yeah, that's Elder Green that I heard with. Um, um, can you stop? <laughs> you can send it to Zach yourself. Um, <laughs> 
Where was I? Um, and they went fishing. And, like, Karish was able to catch, like, a nice fish or whatever. <laughs> but Gilmore didn't catch anything. I was like, dude, you're, you're a disgrace to your tribe, man. I was like, <laughs> what kind of Native American doesn't know how to catch a fish? <laughs> I, I don't know if he took that in good, good, uh, good jest, but I'm, I'm sure he did. I, I remember we had another white as Simon. well. Simon White. No, not yeah. Simon. Well, we had Simon. We had, didn't we have two other whites? I know Simon White served Yeah, I, I think, I think White. I think he was either AP or mission elder at some point, and we had to go somewhere in that ratty old van that we all got picked up from the airport with and this thing like it wouldn't turn off anymore so yeah. like they could turn it on they couldn't turn it off like you could take the key out of the ignition the thing so oh, they had no. to like stall it every single time so they had to like pull on the handbrake and like, <laughs> push the brake and then just like lift up the clutch to just stall the thing every oh single time gosh. it was this old white ford transit van i think um man they must have gotten a new one by the time I got into the mission because I, so. I do not remember that. That's do, crazy. Do you remember the the Vauxhall Omega president had that we all called Air Force One? Oh yeah, absolutely. Resonance, right? We all had these like crazy. I burned the clutch on ours so bad. I was learning how to drive. I had passed my theory. I had like my provisional license, and I got transferred before I could take the practical. So when no. I got when I got home we didn't have money to pay for driving school. So I had to like learn how to drive, even though I already could with my parents for nine months before I could get my license and drive on my own. Oh my gosh. But I had practiced in Inverness where we had our car and I would go. If have, had you ever been to the church building in Inverness? Yeah. Do, do you remember the, that, that, on windy, the river. that windy drive with like the parking lot up on the hill? Like yeah. I would drive down to the fence and then reverse it up the slope, stop mid slope, and then take off again to practice rolling hill starts, even wow. in reverse. But I burned the heck out of that clutch, nearly ran over the lamppost. Like my companion's <laughs> like, dude, didn't you see the lamppost? I missed it by like a hair. Like, oh my oh gosh. Man. Good times. Great, Bapti great baptized great memories. There in ice cold water. Like we couldn't get the boiler going. And I baptized this really short guy. So we 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 didn't put much water in. And you know how when you're a man and you enter really cold water, there's that level where the water reaches low-hanging fruit that yeah. is an, an awkward, painful moment? So <laughs> the water came, the water was just barely not reaching that level, but when I put him under, like, it did reach. So that was like a bittersweet moment, like baptizing my investigator, but at the meantime, getting a real <laughs> shock to my system in this frigid water. <laughs> Man. Oh goodness! Yeah, good, good, good time. There's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're able to keep it mostly positive. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. Crookston, Crookston Melissa Brownlow. Crookston, married Brownlow. So th that, those were the other two that ended up getting married. Uh, no, she married Jared Bradley. Oh, Bradley. Yeah, Bradley. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been in touch with her. And she's, she's working on some things, so we'll get her on in the future. Um, I haven't talked to Jared though. And so in, in any case, we can talk oh, offline man. more about that. So, so um, many people, but yeah, Amy Webb, you should get her on. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd love know, to. She, she was a great lady still is. 
Um, I mean, that's just it. Like we've only been doing this now for, for eight, nine months now. And we've barely scratched the surface, you know, it's it's insane. There's there's, there's so many amazing people that we want to touch base with and see what they're up to. And Parmenter and I went to England, um, (laughs) while we're on our mission sanctioned because the um, town right across the border, there was a media referral there and that person couldn't get to Newcastle, which was a huge distance. Um, That was the nearest church in the North of England. The lady couldn't get there and the elders couldn't get up there. But for us, it was just across the border. So we had sanctioned left the mission to go (laughs) teach. That's amazing. We went to the Isle of Skye with the zone leaders on like media miles that we had saved together. Like you, you remember, like you'd, you'd have a bunch of referrals, but if you would end up teaching there, like you wouldn't actually be able to go. So you had to wait if it was far out until you c- could collect some and then right. you'd go out there in the hope of being able to teach some of them repeatedly. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. So many good memories. We just, I don't know. There's, uh, I, I just love the reminiscing and being able to talk about your own unique experience. And then for myself and Jack will listen to these obviously, but tying everything together and how, you know, we all, we all live very Island type lives at that point in time, because it was just us and our companion, but there were so many other things happening in the mission. And so for us to kind of marry them all together has been, quite a cool experience as we've been doing this you know it's halfway through your mission that you know the most other missionaries like when Mm -hmm. you come out you barely know anyone by the time you're halfway you know everyone and then by the time you're leaving you barely know anyone again it's true because you live in that in that smaller area and you see like a zone conference and you hear somebody's testifying oh elder so-and-so said this amazing thing and i'm like Who's that? Yeah. I've never heard of this kid. <laughs> it's true. And it doesn't slow down, right? You who's know, that even... weird, who's that weird Zach Hewlett? You know, just... <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was that punk that told me I was from Germany. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Clearly that is sunk in deeply, Kevin. Oh, it, it has now. Yes. Um, <laughs> thanks for bringing it up. Oh, well, man. I just want to say thank you again for taking the time to come on. We, we truly love you and Sasha and it's been so great to reconnect with you both. So um, just know that we're, we're always thinking of you. We want to be in touch more. So certainly let us know how we can do that. But uh, in the meantime, I'm just going to say cheerio for now and we'll see you guys soon. Cheerio the new. All right. Cheerio. Cheerio. Bye.